Hey everybody, and thank you again for joining me today on another episode of the NHS 100K podcast with me, Matt Taylor. Today, I am with John. Some of you may have seen John flying about the place. Some of you may not know who he is. I can't remember if it's what or what, but he'll correct me anyway. Scotsman, so there's going to be swearing. Um, I've been speaking to this guy on and off for a little while. Um, I've got a lot of respect for him, as I have for all of these guys. So, welcome to the show. How you doing, mate? Am I right? Yeah, mate. Just... Um... Living the dream, as I always say, living the dream in my bed, uh, on my back, 90% of the day, 95% of the day. So, yeah, mate, it's how, how long we've been trying to organise this for? About five weeks, four weeks? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I, I, felt, I felt really bad. Um, it's, it's, it's like you were a, a previous ex-girlfriend of mine or something and I was just dodging your calls. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, we do get in touch with me and then we just we try to get it going, but it's, um, you know, health health is you don't know every day you wake up mate you don't know how you're gonna what your day is gonna be like do you know what i mean so you've got me mm. on an okay day today so we'll we'll try this and see how it goes well yeah this is yeah hundred. Uh, there's a few people i'm trying to arrange in your similar situation and, and the similar situation has been the same one minute they're okay and one minute they're not so my heartfelt sympathies out to you mate but as as but we got this is why we're doing this show man so we can get the message out so Go far back, as uh, far back as you want to go, but briefly just give people a, a rough sort of backstory of where we are and where we are today. So, I mean, I can go, I can go straight into the what happened to me after the Pfizer booster, um, but my story kind of goes a bit further back. Um, but what's put me in this position right here, right now, is the the Pfizer booster, mate. There's there's no no two ways about it. Um, so I'll I'll, I'll kind of do a, a rundown quickly of how I've how this journey's kind of started and it kind of oh it'll kind of kick the arse out of everybody's theory saying give this to the vulnerable because I was under the vulnerable category and to be honest with you, mate, I don't even know why I'm still here. I don't. I, I honestly don't. I'm actually really surprised that I am still here. So back in February 2020, mate, now, let's, I need to stop saying mate. I say mate. <laughs> mate, you're a Scotsman, um, Don't worry about it, man. I know, I know. Um, I'll say Matt. That's what I can say, Matt. So, <laughs> um, so anyway, I February 28th, 2020, it's as if I had seen the beginning of the end of the NHS, mate. And that, that's, that's the only way I can describe it. Um, back in round about February, uh, a week before February 20th, so February 21st, I went to the doctors um, complaining about chest pain. Um, and I went into them and I said, I feel like I'm coming down with some sort of cold and I feel like I'm getting these heart pains. I, I couldn't understand what was going on with me. They turned around to me and they said, does anyone in your heart and your and your family had any history of heart issues or whatnot? And I said, well, my dad had a heart attack at a young age and died at the age of 47 from a heart attack. And they said, do you think it's just anxiety and you're overthinking it? Now, at this point, I you're lucky if I went to the doctors and GP maybe once a year, if that, twice a year. You know, I think one of the last times I was actually in that, I actually took my flu vaccine about two and a two and a bit years ago, you know. Um so 
they said Jankit's anxiety and whatnot, and I was like, I wouldn't be here wasting your time on my time if that was the case. You know, I'm genuinely worried for my heart. So as the week went on, I, I developed some sort of weird cold, but I was still at my work. On the Friday, didn't feel good at all, and I was going straight to work, uh, going straight to the, <clears throat> the gym after my work. And what happened was I went to the gym, mate, and I was working out, struggling to breathe, cut a long story short, uh, left the gym, struggling to breathe, got in the car and had to phone an ambulance. I thought I was going to die, thought I was passing out, and they rigged me up and said, you're having a heart attack. And I was like, all right, okay. Now, you could see, and anyone who's not seen the documentary, you can see how fit and healthy I used to be. I used to do crossfit, boxing, you know, my, my life was going to the gym, mate. I used to love it. You know, it was my therapy. Um, so they, 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 they rigged me, they took me into hospital, cut me open, and they fitted a stent there and then. And what they said was, your heart attack, we didn't, they couldn't understand what gave me the heart attack. They said, we think it's hereditary because your father's had a heart attack. And that, that's, that was their answer. Um, what they said was, because I was so fit, now, you'll know as a paramedic, um, when you come across someone who's had a heart attack, you fill them up with aspirin. You know, you give them like five, six aspirins and what will happen is it will thin the blood and hopefully clear any clot, any um, clots. So when I was in the ambulance, they filled me up with that and what they said was my heart was so fit and healthy. It, basically, before I got to the hospital, they unclogged it, but they still had to rush me in, split me open and give me a stent. And what they said was the heart, my heart attack troponin levels were like 6,000. And they said it was 6,200. And what they said was a good heart attack is uh, the troponin levels are roughly about 30,000, 25,000, 30,000. They said that's like your average, but your your heart attack was fine. So they, I was in hospital. They gave me pills, st- uh, statins and aspirins and all these tablets. It was like they didn't analyze me as a human being. They basically said, Here's a welcome pack to heart attack. On you go. And I was like, okay, that's fine. So after the heart attack, I went up the road. Um, was taking pills. Late, like just was pretty bedridden, to be honest. You, you're recovering from a heart attack. And what they said to me, they checked the heart out a month later and they said, um, they said your heart actually looks really fit and healthy. You know, we, we can see the slight scarring from it, but apart from that, I mean, we expected you to be up on your feet within the next couple of weeks, maybe three, four weeks, and back to work. All right, okay, that's fine. Good news for me. Said, can I work out again? Yeah, you can work out. Everything seems fine, John. I I never I never fully recovered from that heart attack, mate. I had um, other issues going on after that, so I had on. On standing, I had I felt like I was on a boat. I felt like I was on a boat. And um, what they called it was was an FND, which a lot of people know that are suffering from either long COVID or they've suffered from the the injury from the vaccine. They're now getting called. Everyone's getting diagnosed with FNDs, which is a functional neurological disorder. But really, what it means is I don't know what it is, so I'm going to call it an FND. And there's a whole a whole list of FNDs, mate, and basically what it means is we don't know how to cure it, but we'll give it a label and you can just accept that that's the way it works. And what they do is they try and fill you up with SSRIs, mirtazapine and sertraline and all the antidepressants. 
so after the heart attack, I was having like these adrenaline dumps, but it was like a panic attack on, it was just a major panic attack. I was in and out of hospital constantly. I was dizzy. felt like I was passing, going to pass out. I was constantly thirsty. I, I thought I had diabetes, you know, my dad had diabetes. I thought maybe I'm getting diabetes. Diabetes. They they checked my blood levels. They said no, it's not. It's not diabetes. It's it's um nothing like that. Every time I went in, it was just constant. So it took me about the whole. So that was twenty twenty. Now bear in mind me that COVID had just come in. The pandemic kicked off in the UK in March. That's when they locked everything down. And nobody knew anything about COVID and nobody knew anything about what long COVID and whatnot. Um, so I was just, I, I, I was never right, mate. I was never right after that heart attack. I, when I'd walk, I'd feel like I couldn't breathe. I, it, was, it was a slight fatigue, nothing like I've got now. Um, and then eventually what happened was I came across a man in November 2020. His name's Vim Hoff. Um, the Eastman, we all know him, and I discovered him by pure accident because I was trying to find the best meditation to try and get my life back. And I started doing his breathing technique. After that, I then started to get a good quality of life back, which meant in about two months of doing the Vim Hof every day, I um I started to um play golf. I went back to the gym, but it wasn't it wasn't how I was doing the gym before. Um, I started building a business uh, with my, my partner. My, we started we, we built a clinic in Edinburgh, and I used to be a joiner, so I used to actually I actually built it, even though I was like struggling. Like I could only do like two hours a day, three hours a day, but I still managed to get up and do it. Um, and during the whole pandemic, that was what I was doing during the pandemic. I was recovering from this heart attack, and then we decided to build a business and. Our heads were just in trying to build this business and do the paperwork for it. It's not easy, but uh, setting up a clinic, mate, you know, it's not just a simple mm-hmm. case of opening the doors. There's a lot of regulations you need to go through. So after that, then there was talks. So I think it was January, they started talking about these vaccines getting rolled out. Um, I took the first AstraZeneca and I it was fine. There was no issue. Was I hesitant about taking it? Yes, I was. I was a hundred percent hesitant. I wasn't. I wasn't keen on it. I didn't, you know. But ugh, everything you seen on the television made it, made it. It was totally safe and effective, and it was totally. You were doing the right thing, mate. That was it. You know, you were you were a good guy. You were you were a good guy. Um, so then, after that, I think it's five six weeks later. You go back for your second one. Again was hesitant about taking it but I went to I took it after the second AstraZeneca now bear in mind I'm I'm, I'm on baby aspirin for the heart attack so that's mm. keeping my blood consistently to keep the stent going through um, after the second AstraZeneca I somehow developed high blood pressure I developed high blood pressure and I was like I didn't even didn't even question it. I didn't even question why I, I got high blood pressure. So ended up going on high blood pressure tablets and I ended up um eventually getting the tablets that were fine and my my blood pressure leveled out, back to the gym, back to working behind the desk, looking after patients. Um 
And then they changed the goalpost. They said about this booster. And the letter came through the door for the booster, mate. And I didn't want it. That's the thing. And my missus, she doesn't mind me saying it because I might as well speak the truth, mate, because that's all I can do is speak my truth. Um, my missus is a dentist, so she's a dentist. Um, <clears throat> and she was under the impression these things were safe and effective as well. Um, very good dentist at that. Um, came through the door. Now, we, were, we go to South Africa every year. And we hadn't been to South Africa in two years because the pandemic kicked in. And my partner's brothers, two brothers out there, they've both had children. And she hasn't seen her niece and nephew. So she's really eager to get back to South Africa. And at that point, to get into South Africa, you need to be up to date with all your vaccines, including your booster. Because at that point last year, they were getting the new strain. They were getting this, this oh new deadly. Yeah, they were getting this <laughs> yeah. new deadly strain. So the letter came through the door. I went like that in the bin. Um, and she took out the bin and says, you know, we want to get to South Africa. We want to um, see my family and that. I said, I understand that. I said, but I said they're, they're moving the goalposts. But... And took out the bin, shoot, basically shut her up. Let's be honest, mate. You can't be bothered arguing with your missus, can you? Let's, let's just let's do it. mate. I said, and to shut her up, I just went right, okay, after a, after an argument. Um, and I went, and I remember, I can't remember if it was the first, second, or third one. I remember, I remember sitting down with one of them, one of the nurses. And the nurse turned around to me, and I said, um, I'm not sure about this. I said, I'm not sure about getting this vaccine. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not, and she, what the nurse said to me, the, the injector said to me was, John, I know people that didn't believe in COVID and I know people, they didn't trust the, the, the vaccines and they didn't believe in it and they and what happened was they ended up catching COVID and they didn't take their vaccine, now they're dead. Wow. So what do you, what do you, what do you say there, mate? What do you say there? So November 2020, I that's when I took the the Pfizer and my life death score. That's the only way I can describe it. I was genuinely believed I was I was dying. Um yeah man, so that's a brief introduction to what happened to me. <clears throat> so were you told that because you'd had the heart attack you, I was in the vulnerable category. Pardon? I, I was in the vulnerable category. Yeah, yeah. So I was I was the guy who um I was a guy who they they said that I should be the first ones to take this thing. You know, so I I was again now the other thing as well is my is my mother's had cancer twice and they said, you know, to stop the spread and whatnot. And that information has just been blown out the water yesterday. Pfizer's, I think there's a video going around where the Dutch guy that asked the question, does it stop the spread? And they said no. Yep. So there's there's more and more um, false information they gave out. It's just coming out the door. It's, it's getting ridiculous. Mm. Um, so where was I? Where was I there? My brain fog kicked well, you did, and You've just given me a background of what's going on. And I, and I said to you, it was after your heart attack. So yep. um, in, 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 the, 
in the vulnerable category, mate. And yeah, so I then we went and I took the vaccine, and that is when my life came crumbling down. Now, the I took it. I can't remember at the time because people have said they, they they tasted metal and all that. I can't really remember to be fair. I just remember sitting thinking, I, I, I'm kind of just kind of didn't even give it two two thoughts, you know, because you've seen people get in and out. And I remember seeing a guy go in, he was on a bike and he was away, and I'm sitting going, Well, that, everybody's fine, you know, what? Nothing, nothing will go wrong here. Got in the car, next day, went in my bed, next day, woke up, didn't feel good, didn't feel good at all. Um, I think I just, I, I was like, I don't feel too good. Didn't even put it just. That just went, oh, it must be a wee slight side effect. Um, after that, I went to... Me and my missus was like, do you want to go to mini-golf? So I think it was like two days later, three days later. I said, yeah, let's go, to, let's go and play mini-golf. You know, let's go. So we went on the Saturday or Sunday night, went to play mini-golf. I used to wear a Samsung watch. And the Samsung watch will alert you if you're doing exercise. So it's an autopilot. So when you're in the gym, you don't need to click it, it'll automatically go in and tell you if you're doing a workout or okay. So we were at mini golf and I'm standing there, I felt so fatigued, I felt like I was going to pass out. Wasn't feeling, and my phone vibrated and it was like a wee man sprinting on my phone, so it was like a wee, a wee picture of this. And I looked at my watch and it said my heart rate was 165 beats per minute. And I'm sitting going, I'm sitting going, what, what, what the hell is going on? I felt like I was going to pass out two or three times. I then um, I said to her, I says, we need to go. I says, I'm, I'm going to pass out here. I don't feel good at all. Um, after that, I started checking my blood pressure again. My blood pressure was just through the roof. Just through the roof. And then I thought it was down to the blood pressure medication. So I went back to the doctors. I says, I, I feel like I'm, I don't know what's going on, but I don't feel good. They went, try these blood pressure tablets. So I was I tried like six different blood pressure tablets nothing everything was fatigue and blood pressure high and fatigue and weakness and i was just like what what the hell is going on i, I didn't honestly i didn't even think and i've i looked back at my text message actually and i said to one of my mates my, my the doctor actually said it could be a side effect to the vaccine but i still never realized it was still the vaccine i was still kind of thinking no nah, so I kept getting worse and worse. Then what happened was I started um, retching and throwing up every day. I started throwing up every single day. Um, I started losing weight rapidly. I lost weight within... I lost 13 kilograms in the space of three weeks. I have never lost that amount of weight in such a short little time, mate, um, because, you know, I used to do the gym and whatnot, and I, it would take me a while just to lose two kilos. Never mind... Um, 13 kilograms um, and I, I felt like I was dying I just I genuinely believed I was dying and I was going in, I was going in and out of hospital I was constantly going in and I mean I've, I've sent you a list of the, the side effects mate I don't know if you want to read them out but I mean yeah I was just going to I was waiting for the uh, for the right time but yeah <laughs> so uh, here's a list that we prepared earlier and I don't mean to joke about what's going on I'm not joking about it at all but um Sorry. We gotta have a fucking laugh, mate. Otherwise, uh -huh. you know, I mean, we gotta still get through this. Have you, have you, if you spoke, if you spoke to him at three o'clock in the day, mate, I was bubbling like a baby. So, 
It's uh, my my symptoms tend to calm down around about this time of night, but um, in the morning they're just the worst. But I'll let you I'll let you read out the the prize the prize I won. This is this is what you won. Yeah, this is the uh, this is bully special prize. This is what you could have won. So we got nausea, acid reflux, bad stomach pain, diarrhea, fatigue, weight loss, twenty five kilos in total, dizzy vertigo, feeling faint, dry mouth, constantly thirsty, pots. Uh, refresh my memory. Uh, postural. It's something to do oh, with. Yeah, I, I, I can't. I can't even. I can't even pronounce it. Postural osteotactic tachycardia syndrome. Yes, basically when you stand uh, up, your heart speeds up, doesn't it? Basically, so you yep, have to. Yeah. Yep. So you pass out a lot. Yep. Um, and then high blood pressure, slurring words. That's because you're Scottish and you're always drinking. Brain fog, jolts, <laughs> uh, head pressure, chest pain, blacking out, breathlessness, struggling to breathe, low concentration, heart palpitations. Sensitive to light, cold feet, bad circulation, pins and needles. Again, because you're a heartless Scotsman. I'm only joking, mate. Fatigue, extreme <laughs> weakness, uh, can't tolerate tablets. Um, I can't really. Diosomania, refresh my memory. That's anotonomia, I think it's pronounced this anotonomia, which is basically the pots and the body regulation. Regulate right, okay. Bad BO, which we laughed at because, again, I said that's because you don't wash. <laughs> Uh, I floatus and MCAS. What's MCAS? Mass cell activation syndrome. So what it means is I cannot eat um, regular food. I need to eat an antihistamine, anti-inflammatory diet. Um, uh, basically, if I eat something like beef, um, I'll have like tingling all over my face and slight burns and parts of my skin. Um, nothing too sore, but um, you feel like you're you're, you're passing out. You're, it's 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 weird. I can't even describe it. It's that it's that weird and wonderful, mate. Um, so that's well, sorry. No, 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 no. I was just going to say. So to, I was just going to put put things into context a little bit because I don't think people realise that you probably were one of the first. Um, because yours was before Alex, wasn't it? Your kind of symptoms and situation, or was it around the same? Sort no, of time? no. Al Alex is Alex happened a year before me, I believe. So, mine's is, right. so that was no, November 2021. I took mine. I think Alex, right, sorry. Right, Alex, Alex took his in. I think Alex took his in um, 20, April 2021. I'm not 100%. Right, okay, yeah. Because he, um, he told me briefly when he spoke to you for the first time because he said that you thought you were the only one of the only ones. So it's good that you two kind of hooked up. And that's yeah, what uh, to get to speak to you, I think, because I was like, right, I need to, to speak to yourself. So, well, that's that, that's the thing because people will see that we're two guys' regions and mm. they'll be like, oh, that's a bit um, coincidental. But we weren't friends before this. What happened was, I was believing I was dying, I was lying here at death's door, seen Alex's story, and reached out to him. And mm. if, you, if you ask Alex, I was sitting here crying like a child, couldn't speak because it felt like my diaphragm had caved in, I couldn't, I couldn't actually breathe. And Alex is, me and Alex have been friends since. So he was the only guy I had met in Glasgow that was going through this. And that is why I reached out to him. And now we talk on a regular basis, like once, twice, three times a week, whatever. Um, so yeah. And you had, that. you had, sorry, mate. Sorry. Don't mean to interrupt. Sorry, mate. No, it's fine. It's fine. Um, you had, so you had three AstraZeneca and then the Pfizer two, booster. Two, Two AstraZeneca yeah. and and the and the Pfizer booster. The Pfizer booster in November twenty twenty one was the was what's put me in this position. What I'm in just now. Now I know that I might I might look okay to people and whatnot. Where you see me just now is my bed. I 
feel very off balance. I'm very disassociated. My heart is very uncomfortable. I have eye floaters, so I've got like really. So you know, you ever get the little dazed kind of eye floaters that float about? They're mm. like so prominent. Um, that's why. I mean, that speech I done at the weekend. People are probably saying, "Why is he wearing sunglasses?" Well, the reason being is because the the sunglasses help blend it in, so I can see clearer. Um, so daylight, I'm I'm sensitive to daylight. Is that simple? So, um, so yeah, that's that's what the symptoms I had. The symptoms I've got now is kind of calmed down. But after the so when I was like being sick and retching and whatnot. I like I said the other day, like I've had no help from the NHS and I still haven't had any help from the NHS. Mm. Okay, and... let's, let me just right, because I want I wanted to get to this bit. All right. So mm-hmm. we've we've had the two jabs, we've had the Pfizer, and now we're in November 2021, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So like you said, Omicron was on, on the horizon, which allegedly was supposed to be okay. And and then from November, that's when he started feeling the symptoms. Yep. And I didn't when know... did it get to the point where it was like you know, so you, when did you actually have the episode where um you went into hospital and that's when? So uh, forgive me, sorry, mate. When was it you? Because you had like little kind of episodes, didn't you? And they said you went to the doctor and and, and so you never went to hospital after the the booster. No, I went. To, well, eventually, I ended up having to get boilated because I thought I was dying. That right. amount of times, I was constantly in and out. I was. I was begging for help. I was I was actually yeah. grey because I'd lost so much weight. I was actually grey. Um, I couldn't even get to the toilet. I was just that week. One at one point, I went down the stairs. So we were trying to figure out what was going on with me, and my, my partner suggested that we go for acupuncture. So I got up. I tried to get a shower. And I need I need to sit in a disabled seat now in the shower, mate. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sitting there and I'm trying to get ready. And I went down the stairs. And my heart, it felt like somebody had grabbed my heart and twisted it three times. Like, actually, you know the 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 movie Indiana Jones where he reaches, <laughs> into, the, he reaches into the heart? That's what it felt my... like. And I, I'm sitting there going like that. What the hell is going on? Now, my understanding is that possibly was early signs of myocarditis. Right? Now, I've said this before. If you... Now, you know what myocarditis is. Myocarditis is basically inflammation around the heart. You put myocarditis alongside POTS. Now, when I stand up, my heart rate goes through the roof. So my heart's wanting to go like that. Mm. It's wanting to go high. Myocarditis restricts it. And that, my friend, can become fatal Mm. because your heart is restricted. I'm no cardiologist, but it doesn't take a rocket science to work that one out. (laughs) You know? So... At that point, that's what was doing. My heart was trying to bring in from, and I, I sat down. So I went to acupuncture. I was doing all these things. I was trying to figure out. I was blue lighted to hospital. Bloods come back fine, John. Everything's fine. Now, the one time I went into hospital, I'd love to name them. I really would love to name this hospital because they will never be forgotten in my book. Um, I went into hospital. I, I said to them, I said, I'm, I'm grey. I think I'm dying. Don't know what's going on. This was about. December time. This must have been December. It was the worst Christmas in my life, mate. It was the worst Christmas ever. And I went into hospital. I said, I'm, I'm dying. I've lost so much weight. I can't stomach any food. I can't eat anything. What is going on? And they said, they took my bloods. He says, well, your blood says everything's fine. This is fine. That's fine. 
I'm like, well, you know, because all they do in the hospital now is you take you in and they, they do standard checks. She then turned around to me, this doctor, and she says, um, what's your age, your height, and your weight? And I told her, and, and she went, your BMI still says that you're overweight. I suggest that you go and get, you go and seek mental health advice. So I took that on board, and do you know what I ended up doing? Because I was getting told it was anxiety, PTSD, blah, 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 all this crap, I ended up going to the psychiatric unit in Edinburgh to get assessed, mate, on the 23rd of December. Um, because I wasn't sleeping, I genuinely was screaming for help. I, it was, it was, it was awful. It was absolutely terrible, and I ended up having to go to the psychiatric unit. They assessed me, and what they said was, what they done was they gave me tablets to kind of calm calm me down and whatnot, and um, to try and help me sleep. Um, I was to go back on the 26th or 27th of December, two days after Christmas, and they were to give me my to give to let me know what was going on. I went in there and I passed out. I actually passed out in in the place, and it, <clears throat> they turned around and they said, "Whatever's going on with his his health is affecting his mental health." So I went back to the doctor. The doctor tried to hit me with SSRIs again. Tried to hit me with antidepressants. I says. There's something going on with me. And I says, and I don't know what the hell it is. Like, what? I says, I am dying. I'm, I'm, and it was just constant. It was just constant gaslighting and getting into hospital. And I'm like, what, what is going on? Like, I was saying to one doctor, like, I think I'm dying. Like, I genuinely, and she went, you're not dying. I've got to run a, a unit here. Can you please, like, basically fuck off, is what she said. And I'm like, what the hell happened to listen to the patient? So, as time went on, we didn't know what was going on. We, we were still, I was still running out of hospital. Now, it came to like January time. Now, bear in mind I've had a heart attack, right? And now I've got chest pain. So I had chest pain and uncomfortable chest, like really stabbing chains and pains in my chest. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And I, went, I remember one time I was in hospital and I asked for a cardiologist. And the cardiologist just came in and went, you're not going to have a heart attack. And I says, well, what the hell's going on with me? I says, what is going on with me? All that, all that cardiologist had to do, mate, was take me from a, a sitting position to a standing position to, um, to figure out I had POTS. That's all I had to do. And they didn't want to listen. So I ended up going to a private cardiologist in Glasgow. Exactly. So I ended up going to a, cardio, a, a private cardiologist in Glasgow, and that's all he done. He took me from a sitting position to a standing position, and at this point I was in a wheelchair. I was in a wheelchair, like literally. There's a there's a picture of me in a wheelchair, and I and I was just like I thought I was dying. So he sat me there. This must have been mid January, so we sat two months after the the vaccine. <clears throat> yeah, and he said he took me from that position. He went, "Have you ever heard of a?" a condition called POTS and I said I've never heard of it in my life he says I think you've got a condition called POTS and what he said to me was he said did, when did this all start and I said it started in November November 20 uh, November 2021 and he said did you have any vaccines did you have any boosters and that's when the penny dropped kind of and then what happened was I said to my mate Mick and 
he then sent me the podcast with Joe Rogan and Dr. Malone. And Dr. Malone had said that he got injured from the vaccine and one of his conditions was POTS. As soon as that happened, mate, that's when I had realised what the hell was wrong with me. Fully, what was going on with me. Um, and that's... Since then, my, my, my life has been upside down and bedridden. I, I mean, am I getting better? Slowly but surely. But I'm, it's not a quality of life. I'm, to be honest with you, I'm not willing to live. Um, because I feel like I'm a burden to my family at times. I feel I feel useless as a human being now. Um, so there's that's how I discovered what was going on with me. And again, regarding the NHS, man, you guys need to get your fucking finger at your ass because there's a fucking problem going on. And you, the thing is, you all know, you all know there's a fucking problem going on. It's not. It's not rocket science now. Should I tell you what it is, you know? mate? <clears throat> They're all too scared, mate. Well, That's fucking grow a set of fucking boys because he's killing know, people. No. And there's there's probably things that are going to be said over the next course of this interview that people might not well, agree with. But fuck them. Why left, mate? Fuck them. Why left? Um, the one of the times I went at the hospital as well. So roundabout. This is the help I've had from the NHS. So this is just to let you know. The NHS, how you are treating people like me. You aren't listening. He's a, he's a. When you spoke about the vaccine back in February or whatever, we don't know that, John. We don't know that. Well, you, you can't say that any fucking. You can't say that anymore because we do know that. We so do no know that. No one said anything about it. Maybe being the vaccine from November through. Only, to the only that private cardiologist. Only private. that private card. But again, he still works for the NHS. He still works for the NHS. Yeah, but you can and, say that privately, but not for the NHS. Oh, he can, can, yeah. So when I went into hospital, um, and I couldn't, I felt like my diaphragm had caved in. So at one point, I was trying to talk, and I couldn't talk. I, I, Alex says that. He says, I wish that would come back, because you don't shut up now, John. I don't know. <laughs> um, right, but I, my, my diaphragm, and I, I was sitting, and I, I remember I was watching the Josh Taylor fight, and I was sitting here, and my mate came around, my mum. I'm sitting here. Like heavily breathe, like really struggling to breathe, and it came to a point that I was struggling to be that bad that I was need an ambulance. So we went, into, we went to the hospital, done the usual blood tests, blood, blood checks, and whatnot. And they were like, We're going to keep you in and we'll get you a respiratory doctor. I says, That's fine. I says, My heart, I'm worried for my heart. I've already had a heart attack. I've got uncomfortable, sharp pains in my, in my heart. What's going on? So as the day goes on, the, this nurse was a bit of a fucking arsehole to me to begin with already. She was already saying I was up on my feet and whatnot, and I was like, no, I'm not. She was trying, when I was trying to go for my CT scan, she was basically saying, you've been up on your feet all morning. I said, no, fucking not. She says, all I've done is walk from here to the toilet, which is 10 steps and then come back. You know? And so they were getting me a respiratory doctor, and the respiratory doctor came in, now, I recorded them, I don't care, because this is, uh, there's a reason I need to record these things now, because you aren't doing your fucking job. So fuck you, if you aren't going to do your job, if you aren't going to do your job properly, get another fucking profession. I'm a joiner, mate. If I walk into a job and I can't hang a door, I need to, get a, I need to go and reevaluate my, my profession. 
So the, the, the respiratory doctor comes in, I tell him, he says, when did this all happen? He says, after the vaccine, because at this point I knew it was from the knew it from the vaccine. Well, we don't know that. We don't know that. Okay, right, okay. We'll get you a CT scan. He says, thank you. I'm very grateful for that. I'm very grateful you gave me a CT scan. And they says, what we'll do as well is we'll get you a cardiologist to come down and see you. I says, okay, that's fine. So we get up. We, we get up and I go for the CT scan. And as the day is going on, it's getting like three, four o'clock. Now, I'm stuck in a room, right, with no Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi had been went down in the hospital. No TV. I don't want to be there, right? I genuinely don't want to be there. It was the worst time ever, and I was in there for two days. I, I literally, I could only get a, I had to position my phone to get Netflix. Like, I had to actually sit the phone in this little specific area to get a, to watch the telly. It was a nightmare. So, the... Um, the, the nurse comes through and says, do you want anything to eat? And I went, yeah. I says, I said, um, when's when's the cardiologist coming through to see me? She says, the cardiologist has already been to see you. I says, no, there's not. I said, the respiratory doctor came in and see me. I says, a doctor this morning came and seen me and she took my bloods. I says, but no cardiologist came and seen me. So she went and got the senior nurse, the one I already had a bit of grape with. And at that point, I flipped the phone, put it up to the camera um and i recorded that and what she was saying was she came in and my mum was sitting there at this point and she came through and she was sitting there bear in mind they've already used my mental health against me they've used it on multiple occasions they've said you this is all in your head this is that next thing she came through and says you've sat down with a cardiologist and you've spoke to him in depth i says no i've not i said i've not spoken to any cardiologist in depth um end up turning an argument I says, why the fuck are you telling me who I have and who I have not spoken to? I've spoken to a respiratory doctor. I spoke to a doctor this morning. I have not spoken to a cardiologist. So it goes, you should hear the, I've actually got the video of it. I've actually, I actually put it in Twitter ages ago. And the way she's speaking to me is saying, this is all in your head. You're, you've spoken to a cardiologist. And I'm sitting there, I'm not fucking spoken to a cardiologist. So eventually she goes away and looks at her notes. And what happened was the cardiologist came down the stairs, looked at his notes and signed me off. Didn't even have the decency to come speak to me and he, he went back on his day. So she came back through, tail between the leg, legs and said, um, you're right, you haven't spoken to a cardiologist. And she's, so I says, why the fuck are you telling people? I says, if I was an elderly person and you're sitting there telling me, imagine I'm 70 year old, 80 year old woman, right? And you're, and, your son comes to comes to visit, and they're saying he has spoken. They start saying that I'm losing the plot, and you mm -hmm. like, ah, oh, you have. Do you know what I mean? So I was like, don't fucking ever question people like that again. If they say they haven't, it means they haven't. So that was one. Of, that was the last time I was in hospital because I, they was actually they were frustrating me more. And the thing was as well after what I was talking about with the, the internet and no TV and all that, I was actually getting the chest when I was getting told to go home. Um, because they couldn't find anything wrong with me. They said the CT scan was fine. Um, they said they didn't they didn't know what to do with me, so that was fantastic. And I ended up getting the chest pains again. I said I was struggling to breathe before I was leaving. And one of the young doctors came back through. I says, "Look, do you want to just check me over before I go?" And then she said, "Do you think it's just a? Do you think it's just anxiety because you're going home?" And I said, "I said I would rather be in my own bed than in here." With no Wi-Fi and no Terry, I said this has been the worst two days of uh, ever. 
in regards to what's going on. He says, I'm, I feel like I'm dying, but he says, I'm stuck in a room. I'm literally stuck in a room um, with nothing, and I need to put my phone in. And I was like, this is just getting beyond a joke now when it comes to anxiety. Everything, why, when did everything relate to anxiety? When did everything relate to anxiety? So that was the last time I was in hospital. And I've never been back in, and I should be in, but I'm not willing to go. And everything else I've done has been private. And I eventually have found a private doctor, and I can't name his name because he's doing his job. Um, the man worked for the NHS very highly, um, worked very high up in the NHS, and he left it because he knew he couldn't become a doctor. He couldn't do what he signed up for, which was become, to become a doctor. And if any of you doctors are listening to me when I say that, that's the kind of doctor you should be. You should be a doctor that actually cares. Don't be one because your mum and dad told you to be one and your family forced you into it or because you can cut about in a big fucking fancy Range Rover. You signed up to that job to help people, not turn them away. So start doing your fucking job. All right? So that doctor, I, paid, I was at death's door, didn't have any answers. He came out to my house and I paid an hour, an hour for him. Do you know how long he was in this house for? Three and a half hours. Three and a half hours this man spent with me. And I believed I was dying. And um, he reached over to me and he said, everything you're saying, I believe you, John. And that's all I had to hear. And I burst into tears. That's all I had to hear was a doctor to say, I believe everything you've said. And if it wasn't for that man, and, and, and to, to add on, when obviously uh, there's a reason why I spoke about the heart attack and what was going on, he said to me, now he was an illness disease and a COVID doctor, this guy, so he's not just a random guy. He turned around to me and says, tell me about your heart attack and the recovery. And I told him, and he says, John, he says, I'm 95% sure that it was COVID that gave you that heart attack. And it was long COVID you suffered with after it. And he says, we do know at the very beginning, this was, it was, um, whatever, it, whatever it was, whatever people want to say, whatever this thing was, it was deadly at the beginning. It was injuring people. It was killing people. There's no two ways about that. I know people that have lost loved ones, yeah. you know, so anybody that wants to question it, go and speak to them that lost a loved one through it. Um... So that's how I, everything just fell into place in regard to the heart attack and what happened to me after that. Um, but this booster Pfizer has just totally ended me as a human being. So thanks to him, I am slowly but surely getting better. And another thing to add as well, I just got blood results done the other day and things have started levelling out, which is a positive. So that's actually a positive. Um, but at the very beginning as well, my white cells, which I believe are the cells that help, um, basically yeah. help, yeah, your immune system, um, my white cells were extremely low back in January, February. So there was there was there was a lot of things that happened to me after that, and it's been at ten months of hell. I've done a lot of things to try and get better. I, I've done a GoFundMe, um, which anybody who donated to it, I'm absolutely over the moon with. Don't get me wrong, all that money is nearly gone now. Um, but I've spent, we spent seven grand of my own money, of our own money, and we've spent 
13 grand of a GoFundMe. So I've done a GoFundMe because i seen there's a, there was a, a thing called Goldick, um, which was a trial for people. That were, so there's a girl who's in the documentary. Um, her name's Georgia. She done Goldick and she had great success with it. I reached out, out to her. She told me about it. It gave me the information. It was going to cost me £3,100. Didn't have that money. Uh, Post it's down in Stafford. And I would have to um, get accommodation. So all in, it was the best part of six grand. And I done a GoFundMe. And the good people out there that, honestly, man, like, these people have no idea, like, how much he's helped. Because I'd done, done a video for it. And within 48 hours, I had, like, 10 grand. And the next day, my mum came in crying, and she's just like, "We've got the money to get the get the gold dick." And um, I done the gold dick, mate. And I've been doing so now. I'm doing hyperbaric, and am I better? No. Am I getting better? Well, sometimes I say I'm getting better, and then like two weeks ago, I believed I was dying again. So it's um, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing that they've injected me with. Fucking as fuck. Yeah, okay, so has there been anything officially, apart from the obvious cardiac stuff like your myocarditis and pots and everything else? Has there been anything else officially diagnosed? Have they put it down to the jab? Have you got paperwork or anything to it to say that it was down to the jab? The NHS, the the the, 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 uh, the doctors have said to me, they've actually said to me, we do know that pots is a condition from the jab, right? But they've still not put it pen to paper. Now you've got Alex and you've got me. You get two sides of the, the story, mate. You get two sides of the coin. He's getting looked after. I can't because they won't put pen to paper. To give you another example, I spoke to a cardiologist, um, and I do know this for a fact. And I said this to my GP last week as well. Cardiologists didn't believe POTS was a thing. They didn't believe it was a thing. They would see one POTS patient every two years, year and a half. Now, cardiologists are seeing up to 10 POTS patients a month. POTS is extremely up and high. I turned around to my, my GP last week and I said to her, I said, I know for a fact, I said the exact same thing. And she said, John, in my whole 27 years of being a GP, I have seen two POTS patients in 27 years. You're my second POTS patient I've seen today. And she says, you're right. And I says, there's a common denominator down there. There now, isn't there? So all you doctors out there, put, and don't hit me with this bullshit. We do know that COVID caused POTS. I did not have COVID at the time I took that vaccine. All right? So when you all sit there and say POTS, it's as clear as day now. There's people coming in constantly now. It's going to get worse. It's going... And I've said this before, anybody, any doctor that's continuing to stick with this narrative, you're looking fucking stupid. You're really looking dumb now. You really look like you aren't capable of doing your job. And that's the truth. The, the fact, they try to hide 75 years worth of paperwork. We all know that. Did the world want to talk about it? No, they didn't. But we all know the facts and figures in that have been fucking manipulated. We know... We know for a fact what the Dutch guy said yesterday. They, they didn't even do trials on um, to see if it would um, spread 
transmission or whatever. Yeah. They, yep. they lied about that. They've lied about that. And they're sitting saying, we had to go at the speed of science. So I don't, if you want to go at the speed of science for that, go at the speed of science for trying to get me fucking back to health. Because that's what they're saying. We, we spoke to the others and say, unfortunately, um, research takes up to three, five years. You don't have three, five fucking years. We all rolled up our sleeve and done the right thing and told you, and now we're medical misinformation. Yeah. 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 Honestly, man. My hat's off to you, buddy, to, to just being able to keep your shit together. I'm not going to lie. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's absolute hell, mate. And this is one of the things that I can remember off the top of my head right now. There's plenty of more, you know. Who knows? Maybe I need to write a book in the near future. But I think, um, you, should, I think you should because it's easier then uh, because then people could read it. And, you know, we, we, we are living through history now. Regardless of what you believe with people, we are still in the same boat, if you know what I mean. So it's, this it's is the this is the worst kind of history I've ever wanted to be in and known in my life, you know. And people, this is a scream to people to wake. I hate using that word, wake up. Be aware now. Be aware yeah. of what is going on. This is, I, it's ridiculous, you know. And I, I don't understand it. I really don't understand it. I have been silenced on every single platform. Apart from Twitter, which I'm waiting on, I'm waiting for it to, to happen. But I have literally been silenced on Facebook. All that happened was the picture. My my missus took a picture of me in the wheelchair, and that's where I was at in the the, the, the private hospital in Glasgow. And all I done was when I discovered what was going on with me, I put it up on Facebook and just say said basically I had my booster, and I wish I'd never. I wish I could rewind back time and not not take it. And after that, what happened? Facebook put a note, a, a, a notice up to say, "This is misinformation." My 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 story, me, I am misinformation for speaking the truth. And then Instagram shadow banned me. There's a video of me and Alex, um, yeah. where he came he came and visited me, and it says, "This is what the government do. What it sees two two vaccines in the same room. Put it on TikTok, TikTok." shut my account, my whole account down. Not that I care. Not that I care because I'm not one of these influencers. And there's mm. a message to all you influencing fucking celebrities and big boy tickers. Do your fucking job and try, try and warn people. People look up to you. You're looking like dicks. You're all looking like dicks. Like, you've been pushed in, you're getting pushed in the wrong direction. I'm sorry, but I think Piers Morgan came out the other day Yesterday, and we say, no, so, fuck you, Piers Morgan. You said a lot to people on the internet mm-hmm. to push them to get that and divide and conquer, divide them on all that. Mm-hmm. Fuck off, mate. You, you, I'm sorry, Holly Willoughby and all that. You're just fucking evil. There's kids that are going to take this. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. I used, to, I used to sit there kind of on the fence and say... You know, maybe it's just an adverse reaction I've had and it's not going to happen to everybody. I'm sorry, but actual doctors are coming out and saying this now. I'm not going to... That, if that doctor's saying that, that, take, that means he's doing his job. This yeah. thing needs to be pulled until further investigation and the lies just keep growing and growing and growing. And I'm like, and you want to continue to get... I mean, there's that letter that came for me the other day. I don't know if you've seen my, my, my rant in Glasgow, mate. It couldn't have came at a better time, you know? On the Friday, it came through the door and my mum came through and went, don't get mad. I went, don't get mad. 
I says, oh, there's my prop for Saturday, you know. I wasn't even going to make that rally. I, 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 I nearly didn't make it. But all my anger went into that because I had to get dropped. What people didn't see was I had to get dropped off and wheeled down in a wheelchair. Because when I stand up, um, my heart goes through the roof and I feel like I'm going to pass out. Another thing regarding the pots, it's not your standard pots. So your standard pots back in the day was you would stand up, your heart rate would go high and your blood pressure would go low. This pot, your heart rate's going high and your, heart, your blood pressure's going high. So it's totally, it's totally, it's not saying it's not, it's not, I'm not saying it's not new, but what I'm saying is it's definitely different to your, your standard one, mm. you know? So they need, they need, they need, start doing your job, man, start. I'm sorry, but if you're a, if you're a proud vaccinator, there was a woman on, <clears throat> there was a woman on Twitter Here's another example. A woman on Twitter, and she said, I am a proud vaccinator. We will be setting up in Dunfermline or whatever, doing this vaccine and that. So people were me, and I messaged her and I says, um, I messaged on her feed and I said, um, I've been injured from the vaccine. I'm wondering if you can help me. I'm wondering if you can point me in the right direction for any help. I put it up. People started sharing it or whatever they do. I then private messaged her. I then private messaged her and said, I'm, I'm, I'm injured from the vaccine. Can you help me? She blocked me. So you roll up your sleeve, you do the right thing. People criticise you if you don't take it, whatnot. But as soon as it goes wrong, boom, you're, le you're left to rot. And like I say, any, this is a, here's an advertisement. There's an advertisement there. That's a possible side effects that I've had. You know, let's let's put Alex's side effects into it as well, which is an amputation, and his blood doesn't clot correctly. Um, and the other thing as well, anybody else that wants to take this, you better have deep pockets, because I'm over twenty grand out of pocket now, twenty grand out of pocket. I'm still no better. I'm still having a, I'm I'm staying at my mother's. Woman's had cancer twice. My mum's having to look after me and cook my meals because I can't I can't stand up for too long to do it. Um, my partner's in Edinburgh, she needs to work. So I need to stay here Monday to Friday to do the hyperbaric. And then I go back through to Edinburgh at the weekend. I'm 37 year old, mate. That's, it shouldn't be that way about. It should be the other way about. It should be me looking yeah. after my mother. So, it's, uh, this, is, this is a fact. This isn't, this isn't bullshit. This isn't, this is not medical misinformation. This is facts, people. This is fact. And trust me when I say it, You've only seen a little amount of people that are injured from it. Me, Alex, and the people in that documentary, we're just a tiny little pebble. Trust me when I say it. What, was the, documentary, is, what was the documentary called, mate? I know, I know what it's called, but for everyone else yeah, listening. So the documentary is Safe and Effective, A Second Opinion. You can get it on YouTube just now. Um, it's had over 800,000 views. When it's going to get pulled down, I don't know. Um, it's on the Telegram page as well by Oracle Films. So if you type in Oracle Films, you might come across it. It's on YouTube and how it's not been pulled down, Matt, I'll never know. I'll never know. My understanding is, and over, it's coming up to the two-week mark now, it's had nearly 2 million views over um, 14 days, and that's with no advertisement or anything. That's just from me screaming um, my lungs off and Alex and whatnot, and for anybody 
out there that still believes that this can't happen, well, that documentary will give you a lot of facts. And and we're not crisis actors. We're not, um, you know. I'm just I'm I'm a joiner. I was a joiner. Um, just your average average guy went to the gym and whatnot. I the, the thing is about the documentary. So Mark, the, the 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 story behind it is Mark came out of retirement. So Mark was very high up in ITV. I think you should do an interview with him. To be honest, Matt. Um, What's his name? Mark Sharman. Hold on a minute, hold on. You can't just drop that in the middle of a conversation. Everyone else uh, can wait. doing selfless promotion <laughs> right now. So um, yeah, yeah. any chance you can um, reach out to him and just say, hey, I've got this really cool dude that... Uh, that, that uh, do you, do you think you're cool? Do you think you're cool? Well, my kid says I'm cool. My nana does. <laughs> my mum does. So who are you to <laughs> say right. I'm not cool? You're the one who does CrossFit. Are you, are, CrossFit you on <laughs> are you on TikTok? I am on TikTok, yes. <laughs> Oh no! Um, I'm only posting stuff from from this podcast. I'm not on there. Like, oh, going, I, hey, I, I thought I thought I thought you were one of the nurses that would be dressing up doing a doing a dance while there's people dying and all that. Yeah, yeah, mate. Don't you dare! <laughs> don't you? Um, I was one of so the yeah, first I've... ones at the beginning to come out and show everybody the email I got from my employer threatening me with dismissal, mate. I've left, bro. No, mate. Hats off to you, mate. Honestly, the hats off to you and the guys that stood up. Um, at the time, and could see, like, like I say, Matt, it's people like you that will go down in history. You know, oh, I'll say right. that. To, I mean, I say, yeah, mate. Like, like I, like you guys that have given us a platform, and that I've reached out to certain people, and they won't touch me because they're scared of losing their channel, because they're scared of losing their reputation. I'm sorry, you're not ruining your reputation. You're saving a life. Yeah. You're saving, you're saving. COVID continues to spread. You will catch COVID or whatever it is. You're going to catch it regardless. This thing is here. It's a new flu now. Mm-hmm. It's a new flu. But back to Matt Sherman, mate. I, I'll put you in touch with him. I'll That'll put you good, in touch mate. with him. And absolutely. Matt, Matt's a lovely guy. Absolutely lovely guy. I, I mean, I'm, it's um, you people like yourself and Alec were, were the main inspiration for me wanting to do something like this because I thought to myself that it's all right getting doctors on here to say certain things, but we need to have people can, people tend to relate better to normal people's stories because doctors, doctors as brilliant as they are, they're on a different plane than normal folk. So sitting and have a conversation with the doctor isn't the same as me and you sitting down and having a chat, you know, although most yeah. of the doctors are really good doctors, you know, in that regard, but it's very difficult. So I think people can relate more to, to us lot, the, not the ute, but like, you know, the normal folk, the people that yeah. are the cannon fodder, if you will. You know, because we're yeah. we're the ones that are, that, are, that are, like you say, rolled up your sleeve. You did, and that's what upsets me the most is people like you and Alec. And this is no disrespect; you're just normal guys doing know. the right thing and what you thought was the right yeah. thing. And this is how you get. How you yeah, get well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I never, I was too busy running a business at the time and getting the business to the doors open for the business and whatnot. And then I was. Even though I've had my Twitter account since 2020, I only watched it for football things and for laugh, for, for a joke. You know, people would send you things that would go to Twitter. Um, I never, never, I was never in someone, I, to be honest with you, I, I hated social media. I never, I never really, I was living, I lived my life. I didn't live in front of a camera, you know, here we go. You know, I, I lived my life. I was playing golf and doing what I need to do. But, um, 
Yeah, this is it's and and the worst thing is there, there's going to be more. There's going to be more and more, um, especially with the new vaccine that they're they're rolling out that hasn't even been trialed on humans. I understand it's been trialed on eight rats. I don't know the outcome of the eight rats, but I wouldn't imagine it was. It was probably it's probably just been left in the street like me, you know, left it hot, you know. I just don't. But, I, I mean, and this is what upsets me because I try not to. I, I try not to be um, too angry about it because I know you guys are angry about it. Do you know what I mean? And I don't want to like, be angry. I'm angry for you, but I'm not... I feel sorry for you, but not in that way as well. Do you know what I mean? No, not like no, you, know, no. you know what I mean? Because I feel so mad. Just sitting and listening to your story, I was struggling not to well up, to be honest with you, mate. Because if it was me, I'd be fucking pissed. I'd be so fucking pissed. And Alex, Alex when he, was, he was, you know, he was pissed on the first interview. But... Um, what, what? I'm, I'm I'm not gonna lie, mate. I'm fucked off to the highest. Like, if you seen my rant at the weekend, mate, that was ten months of stuck in bed. Yeah, I saw. I saw that. In a wheelchair, and that was just fucking sheer. And the thing was, everyone that went that day and they supported is amazing. The amount of support we've had is unreal, right? The support we've had is unreal. It's not a scream for like we we need support, but we also were screaming for help. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a scream for help. And the thing was, like, you see me, don't get me wrong, I had nothing planned, it was nothing, it was just all off the cuff. And I'm like, I was like, everybody make a space, because I was like, it's not for you to hear, because you know what I'm going to say. It's for the people that are walking by. Understand. Understand when you take this thing, there is no help and no help at all, and you'll be fucking left to rot on your own. And that is a fact. It's not, it's not, it's not made up. There is no help, but they don't know. They don't know what to do with anybody, and that is the truth. So, how can you roll something out when you don't have an answer for when it goes wrong? You know. So, but the back to the, the documentary. Can't, I'm just going to close that door, mate. Is that all right? Give me two seconds. Give me <laughs> yeah, two yeah, seconds. Do you need. You need. You need. Edit this. Edit this. Well, mate, I've got to do the subscription. The the um subtitles. It's always a nightmare when it's a Scotsman. Oh yeah, actually. Yeah. Took me fucking ages to do Alex's. Oh, for God's sake, man. Sorry, mate. Um, don't worry, mate. Don't worry. We'll wrap it up in about 10 minutes anyway, because I don't want to do Is much it... longer than an hour. Because then. Right. Um, so you edit that stuff. Um, so anyway, um, back to the. Are you there, mate? Is it... Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, man. Back to the. Um, so the documentary. So Mark came out of retirement. Um, I didn't even know he was doing a documentary and basically what happened was one of the girls who was in it was like um, John Watts um, down in Stafford getting a treatment done and they they asked me like do you want to be in this um, this documentary so I literally get the phone call two days before and Mark Slide says yeah anything I can do to help raise awareness and spread awareness and let people know because I've been, I was screaming for, for for ages from my bed, and um, so Mark came out of retirement, worked very high up in Sky, very high up for ITV, and the guys showed up on, I think it was a Wednesday or Thursday, I can't remember, and I was going to get my gold at five o'clock. Now Mark was running late, and what happened was the guys came up and they set up the cameras, and what happened was um, they went in and they interviewed my mum, and. They didn't. My mum wasn't expecting it. Oh, although she she wanted to look re- re- respectable, um, and my mum was like to me, "Are you? Do you not? Are you not going to go and get a shower and that and do your hair?" I said, "I'm a fuck. 
I says, why? I says, I feel like shit. I look like shit. I says, what you see is what you get. I says, I'll go for a shower. But I says, I'm not going to fucking make me look fucking glamorous. Because this is anything but glamorous. This is hell. This is hell. So what you see is what you get. So they came in and set the cameras up. And I said, we'll just wait for Mark. He literally came in. And what you see is what you get from me. I can't cry on cue. I can't cry... You know, and we just done an interview there and then, and everything was just raw and and passionate, and, and it was just from the heart, and it was a scream for help, and that's all. That's all that documentary is. It's a it's an absolute scream for help. It's, what made him want to do it then? Did he say? Oh, he's done an interview before. I, the reason is because Mark was seeing there was only one side of the story being told. You know, there was only one side of the story of the media and what they were doing. He says he's never seen such a one-sided um, journalism done in his whole history and the whole time he's done it. So he, he, we sat. He's a lovely guy. He's just a nice, he's just a nice guy. And he walked out the room crying his eyes when he seen me. When he seen me, and he went like, "He says, John, you're going." He says, "This is." He says, I'm, I'm praying for you. I'm not a praying man, but I'm praying for you. And he went, like, honestly, like, he says, this needs to be seen. This needs to be seen. He says, I think you're going to touch the hearts of a lot of people. And I says, I can only, I can only speak from my heart. And it's a, it's a cry for help. And everybody in that documentary, we're all crying for help. And it's time for the narrative to change. That is the truth. It's time for the media understand this you guys are your time's coming to an end i'm sorry it's coming to an end there's more and more of this coming out um and you, you need to really get your finger out your ass and start actually giving people informed consent in regards to these things because the nine pages of adverse reactions are there it's not roll up your sleeve and get a sore arm and feel bad for a couple of days because that's what i got this is um roll up your sleeve goes wrong you're fucked. I said, and like I said, you better have deep pockets. So, the documentary, safe and effective, a second opinion. It needs. It's a do, I'll, I'll say it, the doc. It's a documentary the world needs to see. Mm. It doesn't matter. This does not matter if you rolled up your sleeve, you took this thing, and nothing happened to you. You need to understand you were lied to, and you don't know what the hell's in your body. You need to understand that all the stuff they said on the telly is it's all been manipulated. It's coming out every day. It's changing every day. And if everybody can go and watch it and share it and put the pressure on the media. You know, it's not just because I'm in it. It's because it's the truth. And it breaks my heart to know that there's women going through this. But it breaks my heart even more to know there's a child going through this. Yeah. You know, so it's a time for new media and new heroes, mate. Definitely, yeah. They need to. Uh, that that's there's a legacy. There's a there's the old guard all, disappearing now, mate. They're always bad as each other. I mean, YouTube, TikTok. I mean, I done a video that video I sent you, the Bring the Noise video. Yeah. I put it on YouTube. I put it on YouTube. I made that from my bed, and it was to help spread the days of awareness. It wasn't about me. It was about all of us. It was days of awareness. Done well enough, but didn't do enough because it was only going to the people that already knew yeah that's the problem and i put on youtube and youtube took it down as medical misinformation and i'm like when when the hell 
did my life become medical misinformation? You can't. Alex's story should be one that everybody should see. You can't. They, they, they've proven, it's been proven it was from AstraZeneca. You just cannot hide that. Mm. They've kept his video up, you know. He's the second one I did. I was I started the YouTube channel, you no, know, like fully expecting it to, to go. I'm on my second strike. So if I get another strike, I'm probably going to be banned. But they took off, they left Alex's. But they took off one from a girl called Stephanie uh, Barrett, who's got sort of similar symptoms to you, but she's got um, um, Bud Chiari syndrome, which yeah. is like large clots in the liver. But she's got so many different little things that are wrong with her that she can't work properly now. But they're not—they can't exactly say they're due to the jab. Um, and they barred—they—they they took her video down. So they're probably going to take yours down, but I don't care because um, there's other platforms and it needs to be out there. But they left Alex's up, and I don't know if that's because it was deemed a vit injury officially do you know what i mean which it shouldn't matter there, or it's already information uh, because it's been written down the doctor the doctors have already told me like i said they've told me verbally well, we do know that the 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 vaccine does cause pots and mcas that's mcas that's wonderful you know i've got to, i've got to look at the positive and things mate because i need to go on an anti-inflammatory yeah. antihistamine diet now if i was to sit here and could eat whatever i wanted i'd be extremely overweight mm. you know so that I kind of look at it as a, a small blessing that I can, I can I've got to stick to a strict diet. But I, I, at the end of the day, I shouldn't be in this position. And, and not only the thousands in the UK, but the millions around the world that are suffering as well. Um, the thing we don't know. We don't know, do we? Sorry to interrupt, I, mate. Again. No, no. I, I, the other thing I need, and, and anybody that's watching this, I need people to realise as well. I need you to, it took me two months to realise what was going on with me. I need you all to think, if you've been perfectly fine and normal, and ever since then you, you've had these these issues going on, neurological, lupus has came back, all these things have all, all of a sudden, you know, if you've had an underlying condition, and all of a sudden it's just, I mean, aggressive cancer's up. You know? Hmm. Um so there's things out there that people need to understand. I need people to start twigging. We can't blame everything on the vaccine. Mm. But at the end of the day, if you've taken it and your health is all of a sudden went down, I need, I need people to start twigging. And that, that, is, that is a sad thing. I am very fortunate. I've got a good, strong family around about me. I was very lucky with the GoFundMe, but there's people out there that literally don't have anything. They don't have a GoFundMe. They've got a GoFundMe. It's not making money. There's people out there that are losing their homes. There's couple, there's families that have split up, you know. So it's about getting people to twig what is going on with them. And it's about getting all of his help as well. So i got two questions for you, mate, and then we're going to wrap it up, all right, buddy? Because yeah, the, uh, the attention span of the masses sometimes, we've got to keep it in that sweet spot. <laughs> That's fine, yeah. So... um. Three questions, actually, because I've just seen something written down. One's about your partner. So what does she think about fluoride being a dentist? <laughs> Throwing a cat amongst the pigeons there. <laughs> oh, uh, 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 it's never been something I've never even spoke about or thought about, to be honest. Uh, you can ask uh, her. I, I'll ask her to see what she's... Yeah, she says, um, especially now, anyway. See she well, see, the thing is, like, because obviously she believed that these things... She's now questioning everything she'd done at university. You know, and the thing was, when when she was in university, she actually questioned things. I think it was regarding ferns, 
And the, the lecture was just totally like, because that's the way it is and that's the way it is, you know? So she's actually, she has been, but, you know, her and all her uni friends and that, they've all, they all believed that this thing was safe and that. So unfortunately, this had to happen to me and um, they can all see it for what it is now, which is pure lies. It's that simple. It's pure lies. And I just, I, I just, at the end of the day, the doctor, a doctor's come out and said these things need to be pulled. And you know what? I'm going to go with that doctor. Um, yeah. So that that's my take. I'm not going to sit in the fence anymore. Going, oh, no, it's coming out. The lies are coming out every single day now. So it needs to be no child should touch us. Nobody doesn't even matter. Seventy five or over, you've either got a choice. You either take your risk with COVID or you take your risk with the vaccine. Trust me when I say it. I'd rather take my risk with COVID right now. And I had mm. COVID two three months ago, and I survived it with a. With a drug that they don't want everyone to talk about. I don't know if I can say it on here, mate, because it would get pulled down. But I think we know the, the drugs are on top. Yes. Yeah, give it to Parasite, yeah. mate. I took it. took it for five days and I beat uh, COVID one two two weeks. And with your knackered immune system, that's good, mate. <laughs> yep. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Um, yep. So the doctor that, that that you're in touch with now, and I can't say his name. Um, is can you can you say what he's doing um, treatment wise? Is it like holistic stuff, or is it still pharmaceutical? Or every everything that's helped me has been natural. Now the only things that I probably don't take that. So I take baby aspirin, which I've always had to take anyway ever since the heart attack. I I take a not. I mean, I could I could show you them. They're all sitting at the side of my bed. Do it, mate. Do it's it. About, it's about two hundred quid's worth. I don't know if you can see. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's just a little bit of what so I what, take. What's there then? Because we've got we've got to try as well as spreading the message of the dangers of the of the jab. We've got to try yep. and give people kind of hope that if there is, because that's what's stopping a lot of people looking into it is the fear. If someone said to you, right, you've got a ticking time bomb in your body, maybe, but we don't know when it's going to go off but we don't even know if you have got one. So it's like the whole, you can send your DNA off and, and find out how likely you're going to have cancer. I mean, do you really want to know? Do, do you know what I mean? Uh, so I think once yeah. we get past the fear, which I think we'll be, uh, we'll be able to get past that when people realise that if they have got problems, there's um, treatment and then they can start yeah. accepting it and ask the questions. You know? what, what he's doing is it's more natural. Like I say it's a, it's a whole list of supplements. So NAC, vitamin D3, Zinc, um, quercetin, which is a mask. So for, for my MCAS, I take four lots of pills and I need to take them with all my food. So lorotidine, famotidine, and quercetin and ketotiphen. So I need to take mm -hmm. them because that's a mast cell stabilizer. Mm -hmm. Um, so they basically um control the histamines. So when I eat food and whatnot, basically, um, it, it, it stabilizes it. NACs one, I take as well. God, I feel like I work for Holland and Barrett or something. Not that I would go there either, you know. I've got these things, which is carnas and extra. So that's like a mitochondrial booster, Q10, mm -hmm. um, magnesium, vitamin C, electrolytes, B complex, vitamin B complex. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I do not have any. I do not have any promo codes or anything like that. <laughs> so <laughs> if you want to buy it, if you want to buy it, just type in NHS 100K and you'll get you'll get twenty percent off. Um, <laughs> I need to start uh, doing that, man. Yeah, uh, I, I know. Um, so in regards to what he's doing, he, he goes down a more natural route. So the famotidine and lorotidine, that they're probably the only ones that are um, kind of 
chemicals or whatever or what doctors would mm. prescribe. But I mean, even at that, mate, like I've got melatonin, right? So at one point I had like severe head pressure every day. Severe head. I mean, I've moved spot. I didn't even. I know you want to wrap this up, but at one point I had a slur and I couldn't speak. I couldn't sit in the living room. Mm. And I, 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 I would sit there and I would go, uh, every time I tried to speak, I'd go, uh, and it was like, I couldn't get my words out. I couldn't sit and watch the telly. I couldn't sit and listen to my mum on the telly all at the same time. It was all too much for my brain. I had a seizure. I had a conscious seizure as well one day. My mum speaks about that in the documentary. One day I went through to my mum and I was like, don't feel good. And I went back to my bed and I was just like, sh- like physically shaking for about 45 minutes. Paramedics came out and went, it's a wee bit cold in here. I remember, so you think I'm shivering. It's not a seizure, it's a shiver. You know, these are the things that were... But, um, God, where was I going with that? I was I was totally went off track. I went off track. But Shivering. Every, yeah, every, everything he's doing is is um, as natural as possible. Um, and that's the thing. Like Hyperbaric oxygen therapy, mate, um, that is something that's been known to help people. I've done about 45 dives now, nearly 50. That's not cheap either. That cost me over a grand every time I want to do 20. So um, I've spent about four and a half grand on that, to be honest with you. Is it working? Um, it's, it's so hard to say. It's like, yes, no, I don't know. That's the answer. Um, I've got to go and see specialists um, that I've managed to find in Scotland as well. don't want to name their clinic. Um, but they are doing like studies on covid long covid and now they recognize vaccines uh, injuries so they they can't dismiss it so i'm going to see them soon so again that's going to cost me the best part of 300 quid just to see that and hopefully they can break down the, my understanding is what's happening is with the the reason why i'm dizzy on standing is because it's just a talk of listening i'm not i'm not a scientist or anything um What's happening is the blood's been affected and it's microclots. And what's happening is when you stand up, the the circulation's not getting around the body. It's affecting yeah. the capillaries, the small yeah. capillaries. Yeah. And what's happening is it's, it's essentially making me dizzy. And the reason for the, the heart pain is because it's angina pains from the, the small microclots. So we need to try and look. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's time to speed up the signs, you know, you need, to, you need to speed all this up because there's people out there that are suffering. Um, so, yeah, I don't even know what your question was. <laughs> no, 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 you've answered, you've answered it anyway. I mean, if, uh, the thing right. is, if they actually started to admit that it is a thing, they'd be able to get it nipped in the bud. It's like they're trying everything in their power to diagnose it as something else. Because when someone says to you, oh, it's not this, then you go, okay, why? And if it's not this, what is it? Because normally I mean, in medicine, in my experience, you have to, if someone says it's one thing, someone will go, okay, well, let's have a look at how you've come to that conclusion and whether they agree or disagree or you've missed this or you missed that. You know, you don't just go off one person's, yeah. you know, and you've got to have a different differential diagnosis is what they say. One, one of the, I mean, a few weeks ago, I went to my, my neurologist and I took the nine pages of adverse reactions with me. And I, I, happened with, I mean, like that, it says, I says, everything you've told me with triple PD and all that, because that's what they diagnosed me with after the heart attack. It says postural perceptual something dizziness. And I, I, I believe that. I believe that. And I says, everything you've told me has been bullshit. And I says, and this vaccine's totally fucked me up now. I says, I should never have touched this thing. I should never have touched this thing. And I says, and then I'm sitting there like, there's, there's the nine pages of adverse reactions. And do you know what he said to me? He turned around and said, um, 
He turned around and said, "Well, we don't know that." And I said, "What do you mean, don't know that?" I said, "I got the information. I didn't. I didn't go on to some sort of mad website." I said, "I went to the actual website that gave out the information," and I says, "And I downloaded it." And I says, "That's for you to go around and and tell everybody, you know, before you take this thing, you know." But you, you oh, who the fuck am I? I'm just a joiner, just a carpenter to Glasgow. I know more than they fuckers. I'm I'm sorry, but I do. Fuck them. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm educating them. I don't know the the pattern. I don't know the lingo, but I, 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 it's common sense now. Common sense, what's going on? Anyway, doctors aren't as smart as as people think they are, and I don't mean that in a bad way to doctors. But there's some, listen, there's some great doctors out there. There is some really, really good doctors, but we need more. We need that doctor. Listen, that doctor that's helping me. He's helping a lot of the the vaccine injured now. And that's why I can't say his name, but that man, you know, not all heroes wear capes, but that man is flying high, really the flying high. You, the fact that you have to not tell his name and you can't mention the other clinic is is should highlight the, the problems that we've got. <laughs> the, 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 there's somebody out there that may be able to help you, but I can't tell you. Do you know, you know what I mean? And it's, I know, I appreciate the situation, but it's, that's, yeah. that's how bad these things are now, you know, we shouldn't have to do that. Exactly. exactly. Right. Where can people find you, mate, if they want to get in touch with you? Is it just Twitter or what? Um, I'm on on Twitter. I don't even know my handle. Is it Nodge85 or whatever? I don't know. Yeah, um, I've got N-O- it down the bottom of the screen, mate. You're all right. I've got your back. Oh, there, there, there it's there. Uh, <laughs> See, look, so... Here we go. Look, magic button's like, wee! There we go. Okay. Uh, someone, said, someone says I need to change that handle because there's so many numbers. I don't Dude, even mate, know. Yeah, but... it looks like, you, it's got the, it's like, it's like you're a bot because when I first read that, yeah. I thought, I know I I don't know I don't know how to change it, so I need to change it. But everything, like I say, I'm on Facebook, um, I'm on Twitter. Twitter's been the best one so far, yeah. but it's just me. I, like I say, mate, I don't want fame or anything. Like this is the worst kind of fucking fame going. It's I cry for help, man. Get me, get me, and get everyone else that, that's vaccinated injured help. That's what we want. We need help. Um, mm. and honestly, mate, like people like you, but that are doing this, we. On it. You're, you'll go down in history for the right reasons like that, that is the truth and yeah so I'm on Twitter I'm on Instagram Nodge85 but again you can't even, I'm shadow banned so it's not like, I need to make another account um, TikTok again it's probably Nodge85, I don't know Like they've, they've been my account they've been my account but Twitter's the main one that I use um, and we just need to get people aware of what's going on, Matt, and I hope that my vo- my voice is getting heard for the right reasons. And you know what? A girl messaged me the other day, and she said her mother was going to take her booster, and she's seen the documentary, and her mother won't touch it now. So that makes me happy because because she was given because she was given informed consent and possibilities of what can happen. Mm. So all you fucking celebrities and out there, go and watch the documentary. Go watch the documentary. See, well, you're at to get your fucking hankies at the ready because I even cry it myself and my mother and everybody else that's in it. So, it's a celebrity. All you guys out there, the people, do the fucking right thing. It's time for the narrative to change. It's time for the truth to come out. You know? And I'll say it one more time, mate. I say it all the time. If you're a vaccine vaccine injured, if you're you're vaccine injured and you're sitting there and you're struggling and you're, you're crying out for help, do not suffer in silence. Bring the fucking noise. Get your story out there and let people know that what is going on and try and get yourself help as well because the more people that speak out about this, the more and more it puts the pressure 
on the governments and, and mainstream media. You can't hide away from this anymore. It's it's getting beyond a joke. And there's children now. There's children that are getting injured from it. And, and it, it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart, mate. Well, I, I, that was your final words, mate. Listen, dude, thank you so much for speaing to me today. Stay in touch, mate, please, because I stay in touch with Alex all the time as well. So I want to. Yeah, man, I've got, I've got. Um, I think in the near future, mate, we'll need to get all you guys together that are doing podcasts and whatnot, and we'll try and do something. That'd be nice. Maybe a big, a big event to help and try and. What is that? A big shindig, maybe. A big shindig. But mate, honestly, I, I appreciate you for for letting me do this, and I hope that more people. And again, safe and effective. Second opinion, please go watch it before it gets taken down. And put the if anyone in the med, mainstream media is listening to this, get that hang on the telly. It needs to be seen. The world needs to see that documentary. Do the right thing, man. Brilliant, mate. Well, listen, I'll put all the links for everything in the bottom of the description for the YouTube video. Stay around when I um, hit stop, mate. Don't be doing one. I'll chat to you for a bit as well, all right? <laughs> no problem, mate. Great. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you so much for your time. Cheers, John. You take care, buddy. All right. Cheers, Ciao,